Welcome to the first in a mini-series of our Supporting Business Through Change podcast. Today we're discussing businesses as we know it, operating in a challenging and changing COVID-19 world, but also business life beyond coronavirus. It's not something many of us can visualise at the moment as we're switched on to survival mode, heads down, or are we missing our moment to plan and change ahead for bigger and better things for life after COVID-19? Is that possible? How does your glass look at the moment? Is it half empty or or perhaps half full? Are you looking to turn the now into an opportunity for the future? I have with me today Nicola Rael, Director of Rael Marketing, and Doug Benson, Founder of Visual Dialogue, Brand and Visual Identity Specialists. Nicola and Doug are also associates of Broly Marketing, an umbrella marketing company that covers all business change and growth needs from marketing, business development, PR communications and digital. Nicola is also MD of Kai, which is the world's foremost measures for problem solving, creativity and teamwork. Welcome to you both. So I'm just going to start off perhaps with Doug just to ask. You know, companies are in no doubt they've got their heads down. They're in survival mode um, and struggling to sort of see the light at the end of the tunnel to get through the COVID-19 challenges that um, that the coronavirus is bringing to the market. But but for others, there could be a little bit of a downtime. It could be a time to reflect and think. Do you agree that it's or uh, do you th- do you agree that it's a sort of a time for companies to take stock to be able to reflect? To be able to look at um, the future, or, or, or do we think? Do you feel that the uncertainty is too great to be planning for now? Uh, no, I think this is an absolute ideal time for for businesses to to think ahead. I mean, obviously, there's there's a lot of a really great advice out there for for businesses right now, and and how they may pivot their business um, and cope whilst the the, the COVID nineteen lockdown is is in place, but of course, you know, for many businesses, trying to find the time to reflect on where, where their business is moving forward is not always an easy thing to do. It takes a bit of thought and time. But right now, many of those businesses have exactly that. They have the time to take stock and actually say, OK, where are we going to be in the next sort of 24 months, um, perhaps even two years? And to say, OK, what do our customers really look like? What are they looking for from us? How do we act differently? Um, how we can support that. Um, so we can, you know, they can really look at their their purpose, you know, their vision and their mission for the future and use that time really well to say, okay, how we, when, once this lockdown is over, how are we going to move forward? The hope is obviously that, you know, um, businesses will be energized once this lockdown is finished um, to, to, to move forward f- with some, some great speed. And at that point, you know, there are going to, there's going to be quite a lot of, um, uh, uh, energy and and time's going to be short because people are going to obviously be trying to, to to win new business so right now is a great time to 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 look at that i think you know um and and be prepared so that when they do go out they have the right messaging in place to um to to maximize on that opportunity yeah doug that's interesting when you say about the energy the energizing and that's really important isn't it to be able to try to sustain that energy at the moment which is it can be very difficult to do um nicola so how do you feel that that energy could be could could be channeled for business leaders at the moment and is there a is there a type of business leader 
um, that perhaps is grasping this these these moments to turn challenge into opportunity. I think there's a certainly um, different types of business leaders out there at the moment. There are those who are taking the approach that batten down the hatches, tighten everything up, take a good, cool look at their business and tidy it up. Uh, that's a really good thing to do. Um, there will be other business leaders and sometimes um, those in a fortunate position to be able to do both can be looking um, beyond um, the lockdown period and thinking, OK, what am I going to need to have to hand to um, be able to hit the deck running when the lockdown finishes. And by that, I mean thinking about, well, who should I be wanting to talk to? What are they going to need? What what are my client, my current clients going to need when they start up again? How can I be most helpful to them? Um, because obviously your own success is dependent on your client's success. So thinking about what their needs are as well as what your needs are is going to be really important. And then I would also add to that is think about your staff's requirement. Not everybody, obviously, at the moment has staff or they might be furloughed, but it can be very easy for, for your staff to begin to um, let their morale drop. Um, they, they, they might be sort of twiddling their thumbs and feeling a bit useless. Are there things that you can do which will make them feel wanted, included, part of the team during this period? And talking has got to be one of the most important things that you can be doing. And ask their advice. Ask for your staff, ask for your peers, ask for their input. Because very often as business leaders, we we don't have time to listen. And it's a listening time right now, I think. And then that will help us be ready for when things change. And and like you and, um, and Doug, I think it's really important that we try to keep um, our glasses not only half full, but three quarters full. There's, there's, there are opportunities that will come our way. It will be difficult, but um, that's going to be important for everybody. Do you, do you think there's different types of um, leaders that that grasp these opportunities? I know that you work on in, in Kai. You have a theory. Um, it's a theory based and the adaptation theory. Um, about different leaders, leadership styles? Yes, certainly. Um, yeah, the, the work is based on um, Dr. Curtin's adaption innovation theory. And um, basically, it talks about that how we all are creative, but we maybe are creative in different ways. So we solve problems in a different way. So you might get somebody at one extreme who um, has lots and lots and lots of ideas, but doesn't know which ones to choose, which ones are going to work for them. And then you've got people at the other end who like to be very, very methodical and, and, and don't like big change. So um, currently, this environment will be very uncomfortable for them. And as leaders, they need to work a little bit against how they feel in order to be able to uh, bring their staff with them to have that kind of confidence. But maybe call on people who are a bit different from them, who normally they might find quite difficult to talk to, to bring them into the net. Because I rather think that diversity of thought here is going to be the way that we will all survive best and uh, respecting people who think differently from you both within your team and external to the team is going to be very useful so having somebody who's um, some people who are acting as um, a devil's advocate if you like to challenge your thoughts 
it's, it's helpful. So don't uh, don't shoot the messenger, but listen carefully to mm. uh, and take stock of the other information which is coming in. It's it's quite easy to stick your head in the sand at this point, and that's uh, probably not the best way of surviving. And Doug, that diversity of thought, coming back to the diversity of thought that Nicholas sort of mentioned, um, is that something that you're, as a business owner yourself, um, looking uh, currently, sort of looking inwardly, uh, you mentioned about it's a good time to plan and look inwardly, is that as a business owner, are you doing that yourself? Yeah, absolutely. And in fact, you know, certainly where, you know, clarity of brand and visual identity is concerned, you know, you, you never really stop evolving your, your brand and visual identity. The messaging uh, has to evolve continuously, um, as, as any business does, of course. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm part of that process. I have to follow that lead. And in fact, I've been doing exactly that um, over the last sort of you know, six months my, myself, and, and in fact, rolling gradually, rolling out a, a new a new identity, so that you know, so that I can perhaps stand out in my own you know competitive uh, field. Um, but yeah, I, I think absolutely um, look look for those opportunities to um, you know to to put your case forward and how you might operate different. And you know, the 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 the, the culture of the business is, you know, right now is going to be an incredibly important thing, just not, you know, both inwardly um, as you support your your staff, but also outwardly to your um, new new prospective um, customers uh, and how, how you're going to um, work with them and what they expect from you. And is there, is there a, a time scale that you would advise clients currently that are looking to plan ahead looking at so they're considering their new identity they're considering that they know how the business needs to look coming out of this current situation um is there months weeks would you say for businesses to start to start to put those blocks in place um i think the first thing is is to make a commitment to actually um, start the process really I mean different sizes of businesses require a different level of time and involvement to do that you know small business will have a you know relatively small set of of uh, you call sort of um, key but functional tools that they might need in order to, to um, promote themselves or get better greater brand awareness um, the more the bigger the company the more complex the uh, the, the environment that they're in um, naturally will take longer. And different businesses, you know, whether they be a, a, a you know a retail high street type business versus a B two B business, again, will have a different set of materials, which will take a different amount of time to to resolve what what you're going to do um, with that moving forward. Um, but I think, as I said, it's really the key here is is not necessarily how long it takes to do it because you know that 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 can change. But um, but the 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 fact of actually just make putting a stake in the ground and starting that process and saying okay. What are we going to be looking, you know, looking like? So there's a lot of questions to ask yourself um, initially before uh, any any uh, design work begins. That that sort of brand essence element of who you are and how you how you're going to be perceived is needs to be asked first. Um, and and that is something that I would urge people to get on with, you know, as soon as possible, really, um, so that effectively when when this is all over, that you don't feel well, we never really made. The opportunity of that and now we're reacting to a market rather than driving where we want to be 
Yeah, and I think I think like you came, you said earlier, and just then as well about the purpose, about making sure that you've got that core purpose at the in the at the core of what you're doing, and that's something that we do in PR a lot is purpose. We build PR campaigns around that very um, uh, essence of the brand. Um, and um, Nicola, is that something that you would that, that you're working with clients at the moment? Are you seeing sort of clients reflecting and say, okay, what do we want to, what, what, how do we want to come out of this? What is our purpose? Is that something you advise as well with your marketing? Yeah. Yes, I mean, I, I would actually be really thinking about taking a long, hard look at the clients you've already got, the ones which have stuck with you for a very long time, the ones that are profitable, the ones you, when the phone rings and you find out it's them, that you are going, yes, yippee, I'm, I'm looking forward to speaking to you. Um, make a list and, and profile those people. And you want more of that kind of, in, uh, of company to be doing business with. You think, well, I'm going to stand in your shoes for a minute and uh, think, well, what would convince me to buy your services? Um, so they want client stories. They want to hear successes. They want to know about testimonials. They want to know that you're credible and that you're going to be good at what you do. Now, it's one of those times right now where if you have got a little bit more time, how about thinking about the things which you've always said you're going to do and never got round to writing, like your case studies, asking your clients for some testimonials. Um, how about writing a blog which shows your um, skill set? How about doing that little short video which talks about your history and why, why you're an interesting um, person to be dealing with, what makes you good at your job? Get those tools ready. And also, I would advise, having decided who your target audience are, um, see if you can find some more of those sorts of people local to you, if, if your business is, um, tends to be locally based. Um, LinkedIn is an amazing tool. Google is an amazing tool. How many of us have said, oh, if only I had the time, I would go and find out um, how to use that tool properly. Um, I'd write that piece, that I'd do that blog. Um, I would reach out for those people. Well, now is a good time to be considering it. And don't just reach out to anybody. Think carefully about who you want to spend time with because if they're going to be clients, you're going to be spending a lot of time with them. That's the whole point. So there's got to be a good fit, a good marriage between your personality and their personality, a good fit between your services and what they need. And also, you need to convince them and you have to have everything ready to convince them that you're the right person to be doing business with. So it's a great opportunity to consider all of that. And it's amazing how few people have the time to look back and even find out who their top customer was last year. Now is the time mm -hmm. to do it. Talk to your accountant, get some business useful management information. I mean, I, I'm, I've asked Doug and, and you, Verity, but how many times have you asked a client, um, tell me about your business, um, can I have some management figures? And they say, oh, I'll ask my accountant, I've got last year's figures here. They're useless. Now is your time to think more broadly about what management information you really need to be able to decide how to spend your resources. And is it also as well, think about where your where your customers are going to be, where your clients are going to be, because they're going to be changing as well. So it's changing your message. It's changing the way that you market yourself to where your 
clients needs are going to shift are you noticing that as well absolutely um, people are moving to be more home-based for example so um they need to be geared up for that um there needs to be um, a different approach to the environment there's been a big shift as a result and it's not just covid19 which has happened which is devastating for so many people but also people have become more and more aware of the ecology um and and the importance of being part of your community and i think there will be a big shift shift there so our my clients are shifting and I'm sure everybody else's are too to trying to be more inclusive and and think more about your personal impact. Doug are you are you seeing that as well are you um are you advising clients as their as their clients are, are, are shifting and changing um like Nicola mentioned about the community embracing the community could be we're seeing a lot in the PR world more um, ever more so the importance of CSR um corporate social responsibility so if you're are you saying that with your clients yeah i mean obviously you know it it's hard to know how everybody all the business is going to react um over the next sort of six to twelve months that there's no doubt there there are going to be those businesses who who um are keen to move on and and they're going to be the more successful ones so you know you've got to be aware of that uh, um uh, as well but I guess really, you know, a lot of these businesses will ask, well, you know, what have we learned from, you know, from from our staff and our team uh, working from home? What are the what are the benefits that we can continue to provide? Uh, and again, this is about building this kind of like internal positive brand culture. You know, a happy, you know, a happy positive culture breeds a happy positive business that that you know your your staff as ambassadors to your your brand will will um, benefit from, and and so will the business entire as as, as in its entirety. But um, yeah, so I think you know there's a lot to there's a lot of uh, there are a lot of positives to come out of you know the flexibilities of working from home and what that means um, moving forward. But I guess really you know you also need to be looking in 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 the next twelve months what what is that going to continue to look like at that point because. You know, there's a lot of people say, well, you know, we can change right now um, and, and and provide that flexibility. But but you know, is that the right thing in 12 months, or you know, will will some businesses sort of try to carry on as they were? So I think what you have to do is say, well, what what have we learned, and and what are you know, how how can we uh, make the most of that, you know, moving moving forward? Okay. Yeah. And I mean, we've seen a lot of the adverts on telly ch- ch- literally sort of roll out and very much about the community spirit, about um, families coming together. Have you been working with clients on, on, on or will you on changing their branding design and their uh, and um, and their image, do, do you think, because of the current changing climate or or do you think that, do you think they'll just they'll continue as as normal? Um, I think really the key part of this is is not necessarily their visual identity, although you know that's always something that 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 basically support the visual identity should always support the brand identity, and the brand identity is the really important bit right now because that's your key messaging. That's that's the bit that you want to be known for. That's the bit that that you know if if your your uh, clients and customers moving forward are going to buy from you for any reason. That's the experience that you need to promote. Um, but of course. You you need to be looking at it from their perspective. Why should they want to buy from you? So it's all very you know you could you can go and say okay we provide this product or this service, but 
there has to be a reason for them for, for your for your customers to want to have that. So you, I think very much you you do need to look at how are they changing um, and what are they going to need from you and what are the messaging therefore that you you need to put out in order to make sure that you're you're very clear about how you support that. Um, and the only way you're really going to know what that message message should be is by continuing the com- the communication with your existing customers but also try to be aware of of what you know your prospective customers are, are looking for um and you you know you have time on your hands now to to do that so rather than be a reactive business then be proactive and and you know and look for for that um you know for those opportunities and we talked about um marketing we talked about design image purpose what about the sort of practicalities about pricing um should companies be also thinking about changing pricing structures or the way in which they um that that they build their clients during this time have you noticed any change within your own business or within clients themselves yeah i mean i I think yeah Sure. Sure. So I think, you know, there are right now, obviously, companies reacting to providing um, perhaps cheaper services, um, maybe a voucher scheme uh, or some kind of um, loyalty scheme that that allows their customers to continue uh, with their business. Um, So any flexibility that you can provide right now to those business helps to build that brand loyalty with them. Um, and, you know, so there are various schemes that you can do, not, you know, financially, um, which perhaps Nicola can um, elaborate on a little bit more in a minute. But but also, you know, in terms of um, how you gradually sort of roll out um, that support to them over a period of time. So they so they 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 feel completely, you know, that you're um, shoulder to shoulder with them in, in support um, but yeah so I would definitely say that that you know there are things you can do but there are you know there is the there's the currently there's obviously the COVID communications about how you pivot your business you know you can provide hints and tips um, about you know what's going on right now and there is plenty of advice out there in terms of those things but I think equally important is how you're going to how you're going to move forward once this lockdown is finished and we're really talking i mean you know uh, maybe obviously it's a moving thing but maybe lockdown could be finished within the next sort of 4 to 5 weeks well 4 to 5 weeks actually goes quite fast um and before you know it you'll be there and and you'll have to, you know achieve nothing so i think you know time is of the essence to use this right now and nicola are you do you want to expand on that? Well, I think with um, client relations, it's, there's a, it's, there's two or three things that need to be borne in mind. When you do stuff um, in the normal environment, which you do for free, it tends to be undervalued. Um, but this is a very unusual circumstances. So I think right now offering information which helps other people get on and have something positive to do and work towards is going to be really useful. So I've spent a lot of time in recent weeks just explaining to people how to do fill their pipeline, um, things that they can do for themselves. 
to help themselves be in a better position. So rather than worry too much about the finance at the moment, I think much more. Can I give them my expert uh, assistance to help them move on to the next step? And then maybe in the future, if somebody asks them for some advice, um, that I might get a recommendation or they may come back when they find they don't have enough time to do it themselves. But right now, I think the importance is to help the community survive as a whole, um, because a healthy community is good for the um, uh, the economy in general and if we help each other through it we'll all come out of it in a better place uh, so my, my view is very much um, um, give out because at the end of the day it will benefit everybody and not if you can manage to survive without so much income then do so and, and take um, and make use of everything the government is offering and if you if you find that it's difficult to get the uh, information you need, then um, on grants and, and um, what help is required, then approach things like the local chamber of commerce, the local growth hub, your um, economic development officer, there is uh, your own accountant, and any trusted advisor to point you in the right direction to what's available. Because really, you need to leverage everything which is around, and sign up for lots of webinars. Make sure that the person who is talking knows what they're talking about. So check out their credibility first. I've, I have seen the odd terrible webinar recently on marketing, which I was not happy about. So do do pick and choose and make sure you get your advice from good people. But search the internet. There's a huge amount of information there on how to write a case study, for example. Get somebody to review your website. Um, get a, a website specialist, a marketing specialist actually would be even better rather than a website specialist to review your website and give you a health check on it. You might be able to actually fix most of the things which are wrong with it um, and, and get it sorted. Um, and that's something that we do for free. So if somebody wanted um, us to have a take a look at their website and give them some pointers on things which would improve it radically, we can give them a list. And most people now have the ability to make the changes themselves. They will have an incumbent web designer. They can do that. It doesn't have to come back to us. There's no strings attached to that. Um, but obviously, we can help them if they need that later in later in the um, once we actually get back into some kind of normality, whatever normal is going to look like. Uh, at the back end of 2020. I, I'm not convinced it will look quite the same. I think behaviour um, patterns, buying patterns will have changed really dramatically. Mm. I think that's a really, I think that's a really nice point to end end on is that, you know, giving out, I think that Nicholas said, giving out, look at what resources are available for free. Um, look at the webinars, check out the webinars. And as Doug said, you know, think about time to reflect, look at your, maybe your wish list, what you should have got all those things that you wanted to get done for the business take if you've got the time now um get look at those and get the business ready for as we said whatever the the, the business normal is going to look like after covid19 um i think that's uh you know, i think that's a really some lovely points that you both made thank you very much to my guests nicola rael at rael marketing and kai and doug benson of visual D dialogue both Broly Marketing Associates. And if you do want to check them out, there are numerous websites which I can give out, brawleymarketing.co.uk, kaicenter.com, rayalmarketing.com and visualdialogue.co.uk. So thank you all. Thank you for everybody that's listening. And I hope you join us again soon where we have some more guests to discuss and support businesses through change. <laughs>